are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today we are going to focus in on fiscal policy. So to help me do that, I've got Stephen Halmerick, our Chief Economist with me. Stephen, nice to have you on. Thanks, Belinda. Very good to be with you again. Now, we're going to talk about two different elements of fiscal policy today. The first is what's happening in the federal budget and then the second is what is happening at the state budget level, particularly on the public sector capex outlook. But first, we certainly have seen uh, since the federal budget was delivered three months ago now, uh, certainly changing economic circumstances, inflation's been stronger than anticipated, interest rate hikes have started earlier, but the economy has also been stronger. So, Stephen, you've written a report about what that means for the budget bottom line, and it is tracking better than expected. Yes, Belinda, that's right. It's, it's the budget's actually tracking quite a lot better than mm. expected. And as you say, we had the uh, budget from the previous government uh, towards the end of March, and the new Labor government actually is going to hold another budget on the 25th of October. Exciting. So two budgets in one year. Yeah, that's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, but what's happening is the budget outcome for financial year 2022, so the year that's just finished, yep. uh, is coming in quite a bit better than uh, the budget expected. So back in March, the previous government thought that the budget deficit for FY22 would be just short of $80 billion, $79.8 billion. Mm. Uh, but as of May, so 11 months of the year, uh, it was at it was uh, $33.4 billion. Yeah. So quite uh, substantially lower than the estimate for the whole year. And the Department of Treasury actually is publishing what they call a revised budget profile. Um, so, you know, what would the budget deficit up to, Mar- up to May had to have been to be in line with the previous budget, and they're saying sixty billion. Yeah. So it was actually thirty-three point four. So twenty-seven billion dollars better than forecast. So that's a that's a pretty good achievement, and it's coming both from the revenue side and the outlay outlay side. Yeah. So I mean, since I guess the last three months, but even before that, the economy, particularly post the Delta lockdowns that started a year ago now, hard to believe that's a year ago that. Sydney, uh, so New South Wales and Victoria went into that very long lockdown. The economy has certainly performed much better than I think what was being expected by the government, uh, the previous government, but also what the RBA was expecting as well. And I think, you know, recent commentary that we've had out, particularly from the RBA, is they provided a lot of insurance on the downside. Uh, and the similar similar comments could be made probably on the fiscal policy side, the the stimulus that was provided really did help the economy so it has performed better and as you said we've seen a big lift in revenue flowing through from income taxes uh, and that certainly helped the budget bottom line. What about on the expense side? Um, So on the expense side uh, outlays actually are 11 billion dollars lower than the government thought they would be uh, at that time and so that's a pretty substantial decline. And, and most of that improvement has come from the better labour market. Yeah. So essentially lower unemployment uh, benefits uh, needing to be paid out because 
uh, as we've heard in other podcasts in our work, our work the labour market's been incredibly yeah. tight. The unemployment rate's at the lowest level since 1974. But just on the revenue side too, I just wanted to add there, mm. uh, revenue is $16.2 billion more than they thought it was going to be. So, And, and total revenue, $525.7 billion. So 16.2 is quite a bit. Uh, $3.2 billion of that is from higher individuals, in, so that's basically income tax. Yep. Uh, but eight and a half billion from higher company tax, uh, so that's really uh, a, a benefit flowing through from the strong economy into into company tax, particularly uh, in spaces such as the mining sector. Yeah, the commodity so what's price. So both the outlays story. and yeah. the revenue side, yeah, very much so. Yeah. So uh, what what does so all that, that? Yeah. That, what does all that mean for net debt? So basically, net debt now is going to be lower than expected. So if we think about the whole of FY22, so we've got one month to go. Uh, the budget deficit, instead of being close to $80 billion, uh, could be could be as low as $40 billion, maybe um, maybe $60 mm. billion, but between $20 and $40 billion lower than expected for the year. So that should flow through to a lower uh, net debt level. Uh, so previously, the, the budget had um, uh, expected that net debt would be $516.8 billion as at 30th of June. Uh, so it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be quite a bit lower than that uh, under the $500 billion mark. So again, that's, a, that's an improvement in the budget deficit, lower uh, government net debt, and the environment now where you know, interest rates are rising. Yeah. Uh, the fact that net debt will be a bit lower than previously expected, you know, that's a really good thing. And it's also with this tightening in monetary policy, if you can put it that way, that way, it's also going to help on the monetary policy side as well. So with the RBA lifting interest rates to combat inflation, if we continue to see an improvement in the budget bottom line, that's really going to help as well. Yes, that's right. In, in the note, I really emphasise the point that it, you know to help the economy get on top of this inflation problem, it's going to be important for both monetary policy and fiscal policy to both be tightening at the same time. Mm. So this is you know this is the reverse of what we had to deal with COVID. You know through the uh, the worst of the COVID period, both monetary policy and fiscal policy were being eased concurrently, and that really supported the economy. And uh, now, as we're in this inflation stage, we would need to see both fiscal and monetary policy tighten at the same time. And the, the new treasurer, uh, Jim Chalmers, has made uh, some comments that you know support that view. He is talking about uh, the economy. Um, sorry, the budget needing to, you know, needing a fair bit of work on it. Uh, well, as I said, we'll get a budget in late October. Uh, I think it's going to be important just for the government to allow what we call the, you know, the automatic stabilisers to, uh, to lower the budget deficit as we go through FY23. It's a nice segue into what's happening at the state government level as well. So 1st of July, we've had every state and territory budget apart from the ACT released. And it was a, a very similar uh, theme as well where the budget bottom line is improving based on underlying economic improvements. Uh, but what we've also seen is uh, state governments also refocus money elsewhere. And one of the things that we do each year is to look at the public sector CapEx pipeline 
and how that's going to roll out over coming years. And one of the things that was particularly evident is because of the pandemic, we did see that pipeline drop in 21-22. So the financial year just finished, particularly in New South Wales and Victoria, because those two states were in lockdown for such a large part of that. A lot of the work that was going to take place has not taken place and has been pushed into uh, the financial year that just started today and also the following financial year as well. But it'll be really interesting to see now that we're in a higher interest rate environment and a higher inflation environment, just how many of those projects can take place. Yes, and I think there's some great analysis in the Mm. the know you wrote. And I was particularly uh, focused on you know, just how much those infrastructure projects are going to add to yes. GDP growth in FY23? Yes, that's right. So if we look at for 2022, 23, if we add up all the public capex work that's going to take place, both by the state governments and the federal governments as well, the pipeline is $112.7 billion. Uh, so that's a, it's a fairly chunky sum and it's compared to point. Three billion in 21-22. So if all that work takes place, uh, we see adding around a half a percentage point to annual GDP growth in this financial year that's just starting. But I mean, there are some headwinds at the moment. Uh, we've just talked and what we've seen in the data this week, particularly the job vacancy data we got out yesterday is Australia is really hitting its capacity constraints in the economy. Uh, we've got the lowest number of uh, unemployed people per vacant jobs at the moment. Uh, So we are seeing a lot of industries, and we're hearing this from our customers as well, of uh, businesses not being able to get the staff they need uh, to continue to expand. And I think that's particularly the case in the construction industry as well. So while the pipeline looks very strong and is lifting compared to the past financial year, we are slightly concerned that maybe not all of that work Uh, will be able to take place. Uh, But state governments continue to focus on this. uh, But as I said, I think the capacity constraints are are really a headwind going forward, not just from a lack of labour staff, but also rising cost pressures we're seeing in the industry as well. So, for example, engineering construction costs are now running at close to 6% over the past year. Uh, So we are starting to see some state governments in particular uh, just wind back uh, some of the projects in place uh, because of those rising costs. And that's a very similar level and theme to what we're seeing at residential construction as well. And we're also, as I said earlier, a real constraint on the labour side. We've seen a a pretty gradual lift in long-term non-residential arrivals coming into Australia, uh, but it's not at the moment enough to really ease the capacity constraints on the labour side. Yes, as you said, you know, some really great... um momentum mm. in, in state uh, infrastructure spending after you know, the lockdowns of last year yeah. but clearly those capacity constraints in you know inputs as well as labor are going to be a big factor uh, to determine you know just how much of that work can get done and by when and I think the point to, to make about uh, the infrastructure work is in the short term it can add to inflation in the Australian economy but in the long term it actually increases Australia's productive capacity and actually can lower inflation and improve uh, productivity in the long term. So that's why it's so important to keep on top 
of this public sector work and just to look at uh, the projects that are taking place. And one of the things that we've really noticed in many of the state budgets is the pipelines more recently have been very focused on transport projects, but a lot of the state governments are now switching into social infrastructure. So that's on the health side and the education side, which will be increasingly important uh, with the changing demographics of Australia, but also the need to really upskill everyone uh, to, to really focus on improving capacity in the future. Yes, totally agree. Really good to see both the combination of that you know, transport infrastructure, but more that social infrastructure, particularly education and health, uh, certainly those areas we need to focus on. All right. So that's kind of a, a good wrap up of where fiscal policy stands in Australia. Stephen, thanks for helping me uh, get through it. That's fantastic. Thanks, Belinda. Now, you can read Stephen Halmerich's Vantage Point report, uh, which is on how the budget is tracking at the moment, and that was published on the 29th of June 2022. And then you can read my report, uh, which was published on the 28th of June on the public sector CapEx pipeline on combankresearch.com.au.